0: 843, 17 before nine. Tommy Tucker, WWL, joined by Tommy Satanovich, owner of Drago's, one of the really good people that you'll ever want to meet in your life. And I mean it sincerely. How you doing, Tommy? Good morning. I'm doing wonderful. Beautiful Monday morning. Not too hot, not too cold. Ready to roll. Yeah, we had a little problem over the weekend in that I um you know how sometimes things just converge. Um, uh, the French bread was coming out of the oven at the grocery store and and I was by the aisle with the (laughs) garlic buttered grilling sauce, you know, and, um, I didn't even have any oysters, Tommy. I just melted a little bit of it in the microwave and dipped the bread in it and it was happy, man. It was happy times. I'm going to tell you what, so you don't even need oysters or steak. You can eat that stuff with just French bread.
1: That's what we say. It's not just for oysters. It's, uh, it goes good with steak. It goes good with chicken, fish, shrimp. I'm going to tell you.
0: Let's with bread.
1: <laughs> it, you know, peanut butter and jelly is great on bread. Yes. So is butter and garlic. Yes. You know, it, it, it's just like, it, it doesn't get any better. I love it. it, it we make great gar- garlic bread with it at home. Uh, How'd they be it be good on a uh,
0: biscuit, now that I think about, how about
1: it? How about beautiful Louisiana oysters? Yeah. You know, and yeah, especially right I- now, when they're, when they're as delicious as they are right now, it's uh, it's it, it, we're we're blessed.
0: Well, let's talk about oysters and seafood season and all that stuff. What what is the oyster industry like, Tommy? Uh, are the oysters well, plentiful? What
1: they are plentiful. We're getting a decent amount of oysters. Uh, although you know the price did go, the price did come down a little bit, so it's a little bit more manageable now. Uh, gallons are you know the, the price of gallons and, uh, and and sack product has come down. Uh, it's still higher than it was, but you know what? It's a manageable number now. Uh, you know the the biggest problem in the restaurant industry. Top to bottom, I don't care if you have a steakhouse or a sandwich shop or, you know, it, it's, you know, cost of goods and labor cost. And uh, you, you just have to learn how to, uh, you know, to work it and work around it. And, you know, there are certain things that you uh, that you have to you know, either do without or change the menu or raise the price or, uh, you know, you just it's just extra work that restaurateurs have to do now uh, as far as the accounting side of it to uh, to be able to survive. But, uh, but as far as the product goes I mean we've got beautiful seafood right now the oysters are, are, are wonderful crawfish I mean you know the crawfish and crawfish boil and you know they're reasonably priced uh, you know live crawfish right now what three 350 a pound uh, that, that's not outrageous um, and they're delicious they're nice size crawfish are always good you just got to find somebody who knows how to boil them properly and you and and there's lots of people in Louisiana like that.
0: Didn't you tell me um, that you either took them off the menu or there were things you could take off the menu on if it was oyster oysters. pool Boy specifically? We, yeah. Because you couldn't charge yeah. somebody $40 for an oyster pool boy and you weren't going to sell them a sandwich with five oysters on it, right?
1: Right, exactly. It, we couldn't sell our regular oyster the way it was. Uh, oysters at that point were, you know, uh, north of $100 a gallon. Uh, mm-hmm. Now they're uh, in the mid 60s where you know it's still it's still higher than uh where it was a couple years ago uh but it's a manageable number so now the you know the regular oyster sandwich with you know the 12 to 15 oysters on it you know we we can sell that at at a regular price and and um and and so yeah no so the oysters are back on fried oysters are back on our menu uh but at some point you just can't you, you can't manage it and uh uh, but but it's it's come just like, you know, most other things, uh, you know, look at gas where gas was. And now that's come down a little bit. and uh, It's still high, but uh, oysters are still high, but they're delicious. It's good. And, and we just have to learn how to uh, to work it.
0: You know, and to ask you, you know, I'm vaccinated and all that stuff. And, and COVID is just a memory to me, except every now and then I'll see people wearing a mask and it, and it comes back. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. How did COVID change the restaurant industry? Did it change it? forever, Tommy, or is it a situation where you're coming back from it gradually, or will you ever come back from it completely, and will it go back well, to like I, it was?
1: I think our society is going to be permanently changed because of, you know, what we experienced, mm-hmm. uh, the restaurant industry as well. I can tell you Dragos, and let's talk about the Metairie Dragos in particular. We had to take out half of our tables, you know, uh, for, uh, for the spacing and uh, the, the di- social distancing, uh, when we, you know, when they, uh, change the rules back to normal and no social distancing by mandate, uh, I still have probably 20 less tables in my restaurant than I had before COVID. I think my restaurant is a, I think it, you know, it's nicer to have a little bit more space between tables. So we learned, you know, something's good, something's bad because of it, uh, rather than squeezing people in, uh. And, you know, having more tables, I'd rather have less tables and a, a nicer experience for our customers. Uh, so that's one change that we've, you know, that we've had. Uh, the other change is, you know, you know, now whenever somebody comes in and they have a cold uh, or, you know, they're not feeling good, you know, the first thing, hey, hey, let's stick the Q-tip up your nose. Let's find out, you know, do you have COVID or not?
0: You're talking about employees now, to be clear.
1: Yeah, I'm talking about employees, <laughs> of course. You know, employees. So we, we COVID test them. And, and at the end of the day, you know, they if they... Most of the time, they come up negative. But if somebody does come up positive, you know, hey, you got to go home. Go home five days, and then when you come back five days, you got to wear a mask. So you know, we watch them for those ten days and um, and, and do the right thing and uh, and move forward.
0: What about um, employees and and finding people to work? Are you still struggling with that? You know, um,
1: yeah, because you know, realize a lot of people left our industry to go to other industries. Uh, those people are slowly starting to come back. Um, you know the the, the delivery companies, uh, the Amazons, the FedExes, the you know the UPSs, They they took a lot of our uh, employees. Uh, there's a lot of new jobs. State you know the stay home computer type jobs. You know that people have taken. You know people have left our industry for uh, a little bit less money, but quality of life. Uh, but they're starting to come back. I, I can tell you, our Metairie restaurant for the most part is fully staffed today. Um, you know sometimes we have to you, you deal with. Uh, the the experience level of people coming in, so now we have to you know re, kind of retrain you know a workforce, and uh, and you do it, and you you, know, you just have to put one foot in front of the other and do what you got to do, and you know if it's a challenge you got to face it you know and uh, and move forward
0: for for the most part though you can get everybody you need you're not short of workers you can get who you need to work
1: for the most part yeah Baton Rouge we struggle a little bit with managers um, you know there's certain spots where you, you struggle every once in a while but for the most part, we're uh, we're either 90% or 100% fully staffed. We're good.
0: All right, let me take a break. I want to talk about the future of the oyster business and sediment diversions and all that stuff. We come back. Tommy Sedanovic, our guest owner of Drago, somebody texted in. Tell Tommy he's one of the most generous people in New Orleans. I thought they were talking about me at first. Then I realized that they said he gives a lot uh, to a lot of things and appreciate his giving, especially to his favorite middle school organization during football Tommy Satanovich is one of the nicest people you will ever want to meet, and, and what you see is what you get. He's the real deal, and he never says no, and he gets asked a lot. 851, 9 till 9, traffic now, WWL. 855 and a half. Tommy Tucker, WWL, talking to Tommy Satanovich, owner of Drago's, and a uh, just a... A nice guy. I don't know how else to say it. Tommy, you really are. You're there whenever anybody needs anything and, and a lot of people ask and you never say no. Tell me about uh, the oyster business, your concerns going forward with sediment diversions and so forth.
1: Well, you know, set, th- th- these freshwater diversions, you know, just like any political situation that we're used to uh, in our country today, you know, there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, one thing for sure, uh, fresh water is the biggest enemy of uh, oyster beds and the oyster industry. Uh, you know, we learned that during uh, the BP oil spill when they, you know, when when they opened up all the diversions completely to try to keep the uh, the oil off of our shores, which it did work, but at the same time it did kill. You know, the oysters and uh, for you know a season, a whole growing season, maybe growing season and a half. Uh, it's going to take. You know, at the more fresh water you put into these areas. It's going to take the prime oyster growing areas and move them further away from where they were. Uh, That's easy to say, but then what you have to realize these prime oyster growing regions, the reason that they're so good, yes, part of it is because of the constant mixing of the fresh and salt water, but it's also the water bottoms. You know, the fact that they have, you know, two, three, four feet thickness of oyster shells uh, below it as opposed to you know, mud because oysters can't grow in mud. So when you move from one area to uh, if you, when you move an oyster growing area from one side to the other side, the other side doesn't have the water bottoms and the, 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 the sediment built up as you do in, a, uh, in, in the current areas. So it takes a lot longer for those areas to go. So what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to get restaurateurs in Louisiana and New Orleans. You're going to have to get used to having Mississippi oysters, Texas oysters, you know, Alabama oysters, the Murder Point Oyster is really good from Alabama. You, you, you're going to have off-bottom oysters. So it, it's going to redesign and re uh, remake the oyster industry. And you're going to end up uh, – they're going to be good. It's a great product, but it's just going to be a little bit different. Think about it. You know, years ago, you'd go to most of these – most restaurants in uh, in New Orleans, like Acme and – uh, all the Oyster Bars, Stragos, years ago Bozos, Mr. Ed's now, always only Louisiana oysters uh, on the Oyster Bar. Well, today you go into these Oyster Bars and they have four and five different varietals. And guess what? One varietal is Louisiana. The three or four others are from outside of Louisiana. You're going to see a lot more of that. And uh, that's one of the byproducts of what happens when you know we don't have the plentiful uh, oysters that um, – the Louisiana oysters aren't as plentiful, you know. People want oysters; it's a great product. So now you've got to broaden the spectrum, and now you're going to end up with some product that's not Louisiana. It's delicious, but it's not a Louisiana seafood.
0: Will those grounds eventually become fertile oyster grounds? Is there any way oh, to re- absolutely? How long absolutely. does it take, and is there any way to replicate that, Tommy, to Decades. artificially replicate it?
1: Decades. Well, the, the one, the artificial way, and a lot of people are doing it, is they, they, they. They take limestone and they put limestone at the bottom, and but they, there again, the expect the added expense of yeah. adding the limestone is, is
0: tremendous. Any final thoughts, Tommy, Before we let you go. Hey, how about let's
1: Lent? We've got to, you know, a lot of penance that we've got to do <laughs> for the hard living that we do. Not and, you uh, for penance, we've got to do seafood, eat seafood, and uh, and there's plenty of it out there. Go to your local restaurants, enjoy, and. Uh, uh, let's just have a good old time like we always do in Louisiana.
0: With all the good you do for the community, if you gotta do penance, I got no shot. <laughs> oh, trust me I do. Thank you, Tommy. <laughs> have a great one. You too, man. Tommy Sedanovic, owner of Drago's. We'll take a break. We come back and we're talking to Greg Upton, Associate Research. For-